Hi everyone, this particular review is brought to you by Why Do We Say That? A brand new podcast that's all about figuring out the origins of certain phrases. Hosted by Scott and Liam Kelly, this father-son duo extend a warm welcome to listeners to join in on their fun as they uncover the reason why we say things like beat around the bush, stuck between a rock and a hard place, or my personal favorite, it is what it is. I've heard their episodes and you can't help but smile while listening to a fun conversation between a dad and his son. Subscribe to Why Do We Say That on your favorite podcast app. Folks, I love stand-up comedy. From Jim Gaffigan to Richard Pryor, I love to hear comics and laugh my butt off to amazing stories and hilarious observations of life. And what's even cooler is to pick the brains of these artists and see how we get to that hilarity. Luckily, there's a podcast out there that does just that. Behind the Bits is a podcast where Scott Curtis learns everything he can about stand-up comedy from his guests. He's had the greats on, like Tom Dreesen, as well as new sensations like Corey Ryan Forrester on his show. He's won the Discover Pod's annual award for Best Interview Style Podcast. You can also follow Behind the Bits on Twitch to watch his interviews live and unedited at twitch.tv slash behindthebits. So check out Behind the Bits with Scott Curtis on your favorite podcast app. And thank you for sponsoring this review. It's me, Mario! This is Francisco with the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. I think I might be changing it to Backlog Slayer. Not even sure. It's just one of the things I'm kind of throwing her about there. Trying to see if it, if it'll stick. Maybe I might make a logo, see if that catches my eye, and then make the full-on overchange. But for now, it is called the Frank Ops Show, and we have another game review for the first time we're gonna do a mario title and i thought what better game to do than super mario 64 however i've got a double whammy for today i'm reviewing that one and the ds remake super mario 64 ds so let's get to it So, Super Mario 64 was Nintendo's flagship title for the Nintendo 64. Back in 1996, it released alongside the Nintendo 64 as Nintendo's killer app for that console generation. It became a smash hit. Pretty much everybody who had an N64 had Super Mario 64. And then became another one of those games in Mario's long, long legacy of just amazing smash hit, genre-defining, freaking medium-defining titles. Yeah, Super Mario. You can't think of video games without him, for sure. Well then, Nintendo then, in quite a surprise, 
they remade Super Mario 64 in 2004 as a launch title for the Nintendo DS, as Nintendo's flagship launch title for the Nintendo DS, to show that, yes, the DS was capable of having 3D graphics, as Nintendo was going into that console generation or handheld generation, facing off against the Sony PSP, and they needed to show that their the graphical output of the DS was was good enough, especially a, a nice leap forward away from uh, what was on the Game Boy Advance. And, well, that one sold a ton, too. I also had that game. I had both of these games, by the way. I'm reviewing both versions of this game, and I've played this version, uh, both versions of the games, in multiple ways, so I will be able to at least give you an idea of how they handle on multiple consoles. Alright, so... Then, two years later, Nintendo releases the Nintendo Wii, and they have the Virtual Console, meaning they were able to have emulators for their past home consoles that included the Nintendo 64, and when the Wii launched, so did Super Mario 64 alongside it as a downloadable title. So you could play Mario 64 on the Wii using a GameCube controller or a Wii Classic controller. I will talk to you about all of these and then, Nintendo re-released Super Mario 64 again on the Nintendo Wii U as, well, that also had a virtual console. And here's the kicker. On the Wii U, Nintendo had both versions of Super Mario 64 on there. The N64 original and the DS remake, which is quite a treat if you're trying to play both of those along with the amenities of the Wii U Virtual Console, meaning that you could have save states. And finally, Nintendo re-released Super Mario 64 in a package alongside Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy in the limited release of Super Mario 3D All-Stars back in 2020, and that stopped selling back, well, March 2021, after this review. So if you have a copy of that game in digital or physical form, count yourself lucky. Alright, so let's get to the story. The story premise, I'll have to break this down into two different versions because the DS remake changes some things. So, the original version, Super Mario 64, it's a Mario title, the story isn't that deep. Princess Peach invites you over to the castle to have some cake. Mario enters through a warp pipe, is in front of her castle. He goes about, he enters the castle, and he finds out that it's a little eerie. He hears a warning from Bowser, and Bowser has overtaken Princess Peach's castle. And now Mario has to figure out what's going down. And he does so by, well, for the most part, jumping through paintings lined alongside the walls of the castle to go into different levels and collect stars. And with those stars, he can unlock other portions of the castle, try and find Bowser, and try and save Princess Peach. So there's your story right there. That's basically it. If I'm going to spoil a game that released in 1996, then too bad for you, but I'm pretty much... I mean, we all know what's going to go down. We all know what happens at the end. Mario does save her. It's all about the journey. It's all about the fun of the gameplay. So that that's where Mario's 
bread and butter is. It's not really the story. You want some story in a Mario series? Head on over to the RPG Mario games out there. You'll you'll have a lot of fun there for sure. Anyways, let's go on to the DS version. Because the DS version is different. So in the DS version, Princess Peach invites Mario, but she also invites Luigi and for some reason invites Wario. Yes, so the original version of Super Mario 64 was a solo affair for Mario, solo affair for the player as well, as a single player game. And so that was the only character that you saw. But in this version, you got all three of these dudes because there is a slight, slight, very tiny multiplayer aspect. Not in the main storyline for Mario 64 DS. It's a side mode, but you know, they incorporated it into the new storyline. Mario, Luigi, and Wario, both, well, all three of them go into the castle, and then you don't hear from them. And then you'll see a Yoshi. Yoshi is on top of the castle, then he heads on down to the bottom, takes a little nap and wakes up, and Lakitu tells him, oh, they haven't come out. I think something went wrong. And now it's up to Yoshi to figure out what happened to Mario, Luigi, and Wario. So now, the storyline goes from just saving Princess Peach to saving Mario, Luigi, and Wario, and then saving Princess Peach from Bowser. So that's the change in the storyline there. Well now, the first thing you will encounter in Super Mario 64 is the courtyard in front of Princess Peach's castle. It is laid out in such a way that you can experiment with the controls because Super Mario 64 was a huge leap in 3D gaming for a lot of people and the industry. And they gave you a small playground for you to test out the controls because it was new to everybody. Even if you had been a seasoned gamer all throughout the NES, the Super Nintendo era, well, you're going to jump into 3D here and it's a lot different. And also for the young people, children who were playing this as well, like me, who needed to learn how to deal with the Nintendo 64 controller and its analog controls, or even the Nintendo DS and its touchscreen. So there are two ways of thinking about this so let's let's break down the controls in I'll just do the N64 version first and then the DS version all right so the N64 version you have the giant courtyard and Mario's got a lot of options as to how you can move him around and how he can attack so of course you have the standard jump button that's the A button on the N64 controller Mario jumps you can double jump if you press A and then you quickly press A again while you, when you land. You'll do a higher double jump and you keep going with the forward momentum. A third jump, you'll do a triple jump, which is a somersault. Yes, so Mario is the most acrobatic character you will ever control in any video game. And he showed it in his first 3D outing. Beautiful. Fantastic, beautiful, but Mario doesn't just have those jumps. Oh no, he's got a side jump. If you 
tilt the stick forward and then tilt it back the opposite way, then he'll do a side jump, which is absolutely satisfying. If you crouch, there is a crouch button for Mario. That is usually the Z button on the N64 controller. Mario will crouch. He can kind of, you know, waddle about in a crouch if you want to move him around. Or, I mean, he, cr uh, well, he, he crawls. He can crawl after that. And then, well, you, you press the A button and he'll do a backflip. A, a pretty high backflip, too. So Mario Powder powers up a nice high jump from that, too. And then you have the option of the ground pound. So Mario's got a ground pound. If you're in the air, you press A, you press Z, and then Mario will stop his forward momentum, and he will immediately drop down with a hard pound to the ground. It was also called the hip drop in other regions, but yes, the ground pound, and it's a very strong attack from Mario. Mario's even got a long jump if you want to Hurry Mario along to go across great distances. You hold the Z button while you're running. And you press A and he will do a long jump. So there you go. There's Mario's long jump. Yes, Mario's got a ton of flexibility there. But it's not just that. Uh, you can also attack with Mario. So Mario's got a three punch combo. Well, actually a two punch and a kick combo. So you press B, he does one punch. You press B again, he does a second punch, and you press B that third time, and he will do a kick. So that's Mario's standard attack there, and you will also see that in Super Smash Brothers as well. That's that's Mario's standard uh, three attacks right there as well. And then, Mario also, if you crouch with the Z button and you press B, Mario will do a kick. A kind of like a, like a floor kind of breakdancing type of kick, and kick that way. Or if you're running and you, you hold that Z button and you press B, Mario will do a slide kick. Or if you're up in the air and, you're, and Mario's doing any of his jumps from like the single jump or the double jump or the triple jump, and you press B, Mario will do a dive and slide and burst himself into enemies that way. So Mario's got... A variety of options you can do the standard jumping on top of characters but other characters that may not exactly work you'll find a large variety of enemies in this game a lot of them from the standard Mario fair from Goombas and piranha plants and so there's there's a there's a couple Koopa Troopas around there too okay and some new enemies as well that you will find along the way so there, there's, there's a nice variety from the old places. And you will find some mini-bosses. Some boss fights in each of the worlds. And Mario has to attack them in different ways. Mario can carry stuff. In fact, one of the first bosses in the first world that you'll encounter, you're going to have to attack him not by punching or kicking him, but or even jumping on him, but by picking him up and throwing him. So Mario does pick up things in this game as well by pressing that B button. Oh man, that's just the N64 game. Well, the DS version works largely the same. Mario does jump. I think it's it's been reversed this time with the B button rather than the A button. But I believe you can reverse it in the menu 
There are options in Super Mario 64 DS. You can also... Well, let, let's start. There are three different options to control Mario and the other friends. In fact, if you find... When you're with Yoshi and you find Mario, Luigi, and Wario, you'll control each of those characters and they all handle differently. And it's really fun. But I'll get to that at some point later. Man, this is going to be quite a review. A long one as well. Wow. But it, there's the variety in the Mario 64 DS. It's my, it's, my, it's my favorite version of this adventure. It really is. I, I believe it, it brought in so much that that is basically the... It brought in so much that made me love Mario 64 again. It, it enhanced it so much that I, I kind of wish that Nintendo would re-release or even remake it again, maybe for the Switch, with both options. You can play the original version or you can play the, the alternate storyline here. But I digress, so let's let's get back to the controls. So there's the standard controls. The Nintendo DS did not have a D-pad. You can play this on the 3DS and kind of mimic it using the 3DS circle pad, but it's still not quite the same, but it's better handled than on the DS. Well, the DS, if you use the D-pad, they walk. They walk around. Oh, yes, I forgot about the joystick on the Nintendo 64. That was the big thing about Mario 64 was the analog stick and how you can... You can ease Mario along, you can tilt it a little bit, and he kind of tiptoes about, and then push it forward, and he does a walk, and then all the way he will do a run. So, but if you've been playing video games over the last 25 years, you would already know that. Moving on to the DS, the DS did not have a analog stick of any kind. The D-pad, in its standard mode, would have Mario and crew just walk about. And that was as far as they could go, just a standard walk in the traditional eight directions that you could get on a D-pad because it was a digital, not analog input. You had the attack and punch buttons on the side with the B and A buttons. You could use the cameras as well. You can zoom in with the cameras with uh, one of the buttons as well. In the Nintendo 64 version, the camera control is tied to the C buttons up down left and right and you also had the option of two different camera modes the Lakito mode which is basically a Lakito is kind of recording your adventure and the Mario mode where it basically zooms in all the way up to Mario and it's harder control maybe if you want to see some things a little bit better but you're mostly going to be playing with Lakito mode as the camera for the most part is able to capture the action. There's a few parts where the camera does snag, but this was an early, early era 3D game, and camera control was not was not at its finest back then. But Mario 64, especially for the time, was probably one of the best to do it. Back to the DS version. So yes, you had the different controls there. The 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 L and R triggers were tied to what used to be the Z buttons and the R button for the cameras on the Nintendo 64. So all of Mario's functions are back in this version. For Yoshi, if you hold, he, he can only do a 
well actually i think he, he does have the triple jump as well but if you hold the a button while he's in the middle of the air he will flutter just like he does in his normal 2d adventures with luigi he does uh like a kind of a like he floats down a little slower than the other characters and he's kind of slippery just like he does handle in super mario brothers 2 and of course wario's the heaviest character he doesn't jump as high but he's got the the most power for sure he is the strongest character he can pick him up he can pick up pretty much any character and that's the that's the ideal thing for wario and of course yoshi can eat characters and turn them into eggs and then use the eggs and the eggs for certain characters you, you can multiply coins that come out of the characters because when you kill characters you get coins and you'll need the coins to collect one of the stars which requires a hundred so there is a little bit of strategy they can use with Yoshi to kind of multiply it by collecting uh, eggs and then killing enemies in a large sequence to get a ton of coins. So that, that's a bit of a tips and tricks there for, for from me, from me to you. So man, I'm this I'm just I'm still on the controls. This is probably going to be one of my longer reviews. Let's continue on. Let's continue on. In fact, you know what? Let's uh, let me finish the controls and then we'll take a bit of a commercial break. So then you have the touch mode. Touch mode is where you, rather than using the D-pad for controlling the character's movement, you will use the touch screen of the Nintendo DS. The Nintendo DS's hook was the dual screen layout and the touch screen on the bottom. So that was the big thing, and Nintendo semi-pushed it along by having every DS come with a strap that had a little nub that was basically the, the thumb strap and you, 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 you tie your thumb to the strap and then you, you use that or you can use your actual thumb to move the characters on the screen. It semi worked. It was a bit curved. I still have mine on my 3DS and it yeah it semi worked is what i can tell you <laughs> because it, it it's it's not as fun to use in the in the long run maybe if you need some actual precision but uh, surprisingly enough super mario 64 translated pretty all right on the ds even by using just the d-pad thanks to the run button on the standard mode there is a run button and well the run button was kind of a staple in Mario games in the 2D era as you, you hold B and then Mario will run so in this one he does the same thing if you if you hold the button Mario and the other characters will kind of run in place and then once you press any direction on the d-pad they will have a burst of speed and just start sprinting forward so that's how you ran in the game to, to kind of avoid the analog issue but if you really wanted what could be equated to an analog control you use the touch mode and run around like that and of course the controls are standard on the other side however there is one more there is dual hand mode where rather than using the strap you will use the stylus pen that came with every nintendo ds as well 
and use that for movement either with your left or right hand depending on what you personally use. And then the other buttons like jumping and punching and all that stuff are tied to either the D-pad on one side for, for, for those who are left-handed. Yes, left-handed. Right? No. Yes. Uh, left-handed. And... Uh, no, actually, for those who are right-handed, you use the D-pad. And for those who are left-handed, you would use the the input buttons of A, B, X, and Y on the DS. So that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was quite a, a strange set. And of course, I, I, w I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about the other control options on the other consoles. On the Nintendo Wii, the N64 original was the only one that, that was re-released. And you could use either the Nintendo Wii Classic Controller that you could buy, or the Classic Controller Pro that you hooked up onto the Wii Remote, and Control Mario that way, and of course you had all of the buttons that you needed right there and then. The C buttons were instead tied to the right directional stick, or right analog stick on the Classic Controller, and of course the Nintendo GameCube Controller. If you had a Wii that had the, the the inputs for those and of course the C button was the C stick now and yeah they, they found ways to tie it there and, and it works fairly well actually it probably it, it handles a lot better than on the N64 and there was a bit of a slight gra like resolution bump so so it looks a lot more clear especially at 480p on a Nintendo Wii than what you would get on the Nintendo 64. And then, well, the same thing happened on the Wii U. A little bit of, you got the, 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 the 40p resolution and stuff. Yes, that's for sure. And you got a slight, maybe slight upscaling, not really uh, running at the resolution, but an upscaling at an HD resolution. And uh, the Wii U version could also you could also use the Wii Remote with the Classic Controller, or you could use the Wii U Pro Controller, or you could use the Wii U Gamepad. And of course, you had save states buttons tied to those. And the beauty with the Wii U versions was that you could also change the input if you wanted a certain button to control something else differently than what was the default option you could move them around and, and, and edit it to your pleasing so that was the beauty of the Wii U version and then you have the Nintendo Switch version which is in Super Mario 3D All-Stars that one the Nintendo Switch already has a built-in button changer button so you can change the layout of the buttons the way you want to through the Nintendo Switch, so you don't have to do it through the actual game. And some of the graphical upgrades. Well, it's been upscaled, that's for sure. Can run an HD resolution, although it is still 4x3. You will not get 16x9 in any version officially released by Nintendo for Super Mario 64. Or Super Mario 64 DS. Oh, and I was remiss to talk about the Wii U version of... Well, the DS version re-released on the Wii U for Super Mario 64. That one, you can change the layout of how you want the touchscreen to, to appear. The touchscreen isn't entirely that important. 
in Super Mario 64 DS. It does display a map. You can control the cameras with it using uh, touch controls as well, but it's not that important. But if you ever wanted to play around with the <laughs> the touch mode or the dual hand mode, you can tie that to the Wii U gamepad and play it that way to mimic the Nintendo DS. Woo! That was long. Let's take a break, folks. Hey, folks, this review has gone on for a bit, so let's just take a little break for our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors, and now let's get back to the review. Okay, well, then we are back. So let's continue on. Game length the Nintendo 64 version. If you just want to get the storyline over with, get the least amount of stars to get to Princess Peach. Well, it'll take you about 12 hours. You want to do a little more on the side? Sure, that'll maybe bump it up to 17 and a half hours if you want to do that. Or if you're trying to 100% this game, 20.5, 20 and a half hours. According to HowLongToBeat.com, if you're trying to 100% Super Mario 64. And this is probably one of those games that will drive you to do so because it's it's fairly, fairly easy to do that in Super Mario 64. The, the stars... There are some challenging ones, but there is never a point in Mario 64 where you will be absolutely horrifyingly frustrated and will not want to do it. I think every single one of the stars in this game has is doable and reachable. And I think if you if you're if you're at a hundred stars, which is pretty pretty quick to do. That's a weekend. I think you can take it a couple more hours and, and, and do so and, and get the 100%. Not that there's much of an incentive from a storyline perspective or even an extras perspective. But it's there. The option is there. The DS version, because the DS version adds some things and thus is slightly longer. You want to just beat the main storyline, that'll take you 15 hours. Want to do some extra stuff that'll take you 23 and a half hours. And if you want 100% this one, 26 hours. So yes, there is a significant amount of extra things that they added to this version that was not present in the Nintendo 64 version. So that's also part of the reason why I prefer the DS version rather than the N64 version. Music. Music is the same across the board for both games, except for the extra levels in the DS version and an extra minigame mode and multiplayer mode that was included in the DS version. Yes, uh, but the music, <laughs> this is, there's some legendary tracks in this one. You, of course, the, you have the, the Mario jingle, the overworld jingle from World 1-1. That is played as the title screen for this game. You have the fantastic file select music, which is amazing. And by the way, the file select in the DS version has the reflection of the water. With the, you have the castle on on the top screen and and the water on the bottom, and you can touch the water with the touch screen. It's such a great effect. Oh man, it is it is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. They put a lot of care into the ds version for sure but yes the, the music is is fantastic 
uh, freaking uh, was it uh, the, the, was a, a Bowser's Road Road to Bowser or Koopa Road? Uh, that it's that one's fantastic. Bob on Battlefield, even the the battle against Bowser, that's fantastic. And of course, I think the 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 best track in the game, Dire Dire Docks, one of the most relaxing pieces of video game music ever. It's always the water levels. It's always the water levels, but it is so relaxing and so wow. You can just chill to that music. You can. You can go to sleep to that music. It is serene. Okay, let's let's perk up a bit. Let's talk about some graphics. I already told you about some of the graphical stuff that was done to the Wii, Wii U, and Switch versions, but that was on the resolution stuff. I didn't talk about the different. Well, graphically, the N64 version has aged. We all know this. It was the first N64 game to come out. Things are very, very blocky and pointy. <laughs> yes. And there are a lot of 2D elements to replace what could have been 3D elements, but they they just did not have the time or the power to do so or didn't know the N64 architecture well enough early on to do anything too fancy. Mario 64 has a bright color palette there are some levels that get on the dark side especially in the caves and things like that but everything is communicated to to you very well you shouldn't get lost in any single way whatsoever and mario is clear on the screen everything's uh, the heads-up display everything that's clear the heads-up display has your lives the amount of stars you have the amount of coins that you have you press the pause button, there are red coin missions, and they'll tell you how many of the red coins you've gotten in that stage. You can enter, you can exit. It's all fairly fairly well put together, communicated to you well. It shouldn't get anybody confused. It didn't get me confused as a kid, as a child, so it shouldn't get anybody else confused for sure. And oh, another slight graphical update that they did to the Switch version, all of the 2D menus and graphical elements for for all of those have been upgraded with HD versions of those so they they actually redid a lot of that which is one of the nicer touches that they did for that collection on the switch okay so graphics wise look it came out a long time ago on the N64 the DS version improved upon it Although the DS is on a very tiny screen, although the original Nintendo DS had not such a bright backlight, and it was greatly improved in the DS Lite and of course everything ever since with the 3DS as well, and now you can play it on the Wii U, but the graphical quality of the game was better. The DS doesn't have texture filtering, so you're going to see a lot of, a lot of blocky pixelated textures in the DS version whereas the Nintendo 64 version did have texture filtering but that also had the backfiring of just well uh, having a lot of blurry textures which 
A lot of people made a complaint about the N64, the re low resolution and blurry textures. Things kind of look muddy in a lot of video games. Mario 64 not so much. Once again, bright color palette for the most part avoided a lot of those issues. There are some dark levels or the caves and stuff where you might run into trouble, but it all depends on how you perceive things with that. But I didn't find an issue with it now that I'm older and my eyes are older and definitely didn't find an issue when my eyes were younger and better when I was a kid. The DS version, same thing, the bright color palette kind of uh, takes away from some of the, the blockiness, of, blockiness of the pixels, but the character models, especially for Mario, if you, you check him out from one to the other, he looks way better. Uh, the, the DS may, in some aspects, or probably, uh, I'm not an expert with, with the, regards to technical stuff with uh, power and everything. I don't think the DS was as powerful as the N64, but it got close. And Mario 64 is proof. Even Diddy Kong Racing was remade for the, and I might review that someday too. But yeah, Mario 64 is better looking on the DS. It is. Character models are better. The levels are... The, the originals are just as good. And they added a bunch of new stuff that makes you wonder, wow, how did they do this on this tiny little handheld? And they did. They added new bosses. They added new levels. It, it, it really is a better version of this game, I'm telling you. Some people don't like the controls. They're not that bad. You can deal with them. Especially if you have the Wii U version or if you're playing the DS with the Nintendo 3DS. It kind of, for the most part, erases a lot of those quibbles. So, yeah, if you haven't played the, the DS version of Mario 64, you've played only the N64 original, give that one a shot. Please. You will come away very satisfied, especially with the extra content, with the, the extra levels, the, the, the alternate storyline, the other characters. Yes, the characters even have their own exclusive power-ups. In Mario 64, the original N64 version, Mario had the power-ups of the wing cap, the metal cap, the invisible cap. So... So Mario had these power-ups, and yeah, you know they, 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 they were amazing. They split those up amongst the different characters. Here, Luigi is the only one who can be invisible. Wario is the only one who can be metal, and Mario is the only one who can fly. They did add some new power-ups. Yoshi. Has a fire flower, yeah, yeah. He has a fire flower that he can shoot fire with uh, through his or breathe fire, breathe fire. That, that's that's better. Mario also has a balloon power up, much like what he had in Super Mario World. So that makes a return, and yeah, and then yeah, and of course Mario was the only one who could fly, and and. Uh, Oh yes, and if there was a Mega Mushroom. Yes, the Mega Mushroom, not as it appeared in New Super Mario Brothers, 
Yeah, it looks like a regular mushroom here, but it's basically the Mega Mushroom. Because Mario or... It's mainly just Mario. Or, or, or even Wario Luigi. Uh, but you can kind of find a way to get Yoshi to, do, to use it. But they become giants and can basically destroy any characters or some of the obstacles and levels, including some of the trees, which you couldn't do in the original version of Mario 64. So those, those things, all those things just make me think this is just the better experience just because of the extra content that doesn't feel tacked on. It feels like it should have been part of the original experience or possibly because there are always the rumors or there was the plans of releasing a second Mario 64 on the N64 through the cancelled Nintendo 64 disk drive there were plans that uh, to do that and, and there may have been some ideas that were supposed to be there that moved on to the DS version including the multiplayer multiplayer mode basically whoever can find the most stars in the given time you guys can beat each other up you can use some of the power-ups in the game. I think each of the characters can fly uh, in, in that version. But it, it's fairly quick. And it's only local multiplayer only. So there's no online play with regards to that. But it's Mario 64. You don't need that. There are mini games that you can collect as well. Some touch mini games. Some of them are fairly, fairly cool. And there's a, there's a Luigi Casino. There is even uh, some. There's some stuff that, but but nothing that's that's anything beyond what you would see in a mobile cell phone game or something like that. So th don't be blown away with regards to the quality. It's a lot of them are just two D, two D games there. And yeah, gosh, wow, <laughs> uh, things. Let me let me talk about things I. I don't like well maybe just the camera sometimes in some areas and I think they slightly improved it in the DS version for sure but sometimes there are areas where the DS versions camera won't get around and unlike the N64 or uh, or the N64 re-releases on other consoles where you could use the stick fairly easily you can't really on the DS unless you use the touchscreen, but then you have to take your hands off the buttons and and try and reach all the way down to the touchscreens, and it's it's not the same. So th that's part of the stuff that I uh, I didn't like. If I have to go back and think about something I didn't like with this game, because this is probably one of my most favorite Mario games of all time. It probably is my most favorite Mario game. It is my most favorite Mario game. I <laughs> I, I finally talked myself into it. It is my most favorite Mario game because. I've played it the most of any Mario game, for sure. And yeah, it, it blew me away as a kid. The sense of exploration, this is the stuff that I like. Uh, the, this, the, 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 the things that they added to the DS version. I mean, even as a, as a teenager when that came out, that blew me away. Yeah, I, I would just have fun with the world. The world was fun to explore. It, 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 it's not like the open world games of today, but it inspired those open world games that we play today. This is this is the bedrock. This Super Mario 64, one of the most important games to have 
ever been released. This is one of the the pillars of video games. You don't get all of this that you see today on the PlayStation 5, on the Xbox Series X, on the Nintendo Switch, on your gaming PCs, heck, even on your mobile games. You don't get this unless you have Super Mario 64. It's one of the most important games of all time. You should play it as any self-respecting video game player out there. If you call yourself a gamer, you have to have this game in your repertoire. You have had to have played it through at least once. Any version of the game. Any version. I, I don't I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't care which console you play it on. And if you can only emulate it, go ahead. If that's your only way. But but just just play it. Play it and get the experience. If if you are a zoomer or younger and you haven't played this yet, now's your chance. Nintendo's giving you chances, plenty of chances over the years to play it. And they're going to continue because this is not the last time they're going to re-release Super Mario 64. Right? So you missed out on the Switch. Don't worry. They're, they will re-release this game sometime in the next like five years. Watch. Believe me. It's never going to go away. So everybody has their chance. Everybody out there in the world has their chance to play Mario 64. And you should. You really should. And if Nintendo one day remakes this top to bottom for an HD console slash handheld hybrid that they make in the future, or possibly now with the Nintendo Switch, or maybe Switch Pro, who knows? I will, I will definitely buy it and play the heck out of it for sure. But that's for the future. Thank you for listening to this review. Please follow me on Twitter. You can find my stuff in the description below. I'm on Twitter. You can add me to your Nintendo Switch friend list or Steam or Xbox or any of that stuff. You can go to my merch store. You can support me on Patreon. Or you can basically listen to my other reviews. Thank you all. And yes, go play Super Mario 64. Let's go!
Thank you so much for the listening to the Frank Opsa Show.